0: Welcome to Old Town New World here at uh, Millstone Pizza in Old Town Rock Hill, South Carolina. I'm Jason Broadwater.
1: I'm Chris Gervais.
0: We're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA.
1: No, okay.
0: Alright, so today we're going to talk about us a little bit. We uh, launched a new website, and um, Rev and, and we're very proud of it. And we've got a couple guests here with us. We got Robin. Hello again. And we have David. Hi. Uh, Robin and David and Chris and myself, we all were, and Micah holding the mic. We all work at RevandFlow, and, Flow and um, we did this new website. And uh, we we're- should clarify. We already had a website. Oh, yeah. we, we didn't, oh, yeah. after
1: 10 years of operation, decide, you know what we should do? We should get a website. We
0: hey guys, we're an in internet company. Yeah. You know what we ought to get? A website. Yeah. Um, so these websites, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, we got a better website yes, is the key. we have a much better website. And we decided to a- approach it, I mean, just to kind of start all over with thinking about what a website means to us and, and the people who are interested in, in us. You know, we provide services. So, um, people who, are, who run service organizations who need internet marketing you know, hopefully will hire us and talk to us and whatnot. So that's a purpose of the website. But we spend a lot of time building a culture at our company and we spend a lot of time building a network of people that we know will never hire us but they maybe would like to work with us or they would refer us to other people. And it's, we're very much about relationships, trust, um, being personable uh... being real being authentic so we thought you know how can we translate that through through the website um, and we explored a lot of different ways to do that but one way we did it was um... really focusing on a lot of the old stuff was all about um... Me. you know it was Revan Flow or it was Jason Broadwater And um, instead of it being just Jason Broadwater we thought we gotta bring everybody to the forefront so we 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 had this whole Revan Team section and uh had this whole blog section and all this so so David talk to us, David is the uh, developer on this website and talk to us about how we use the technology WordPress to um, bring in this kind of personalized component uh, where each person could blog and really have a personality on the website
2: Uh, for one we customized WordPress a great deal with this it was a it was a great opportunity for us to really push push the bounds of what we can do if we have time to do it uh, and just customize WordPress. WordPress. We took everything out that we didn't really need, and then we had you know custom fields, custom content types like testimonials, case studies, uh, and then we each had our own had the blog section. And the author page is decked out too. That's um, when you view the each author blog 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 post author. Um, you can see profile, bio, and contact information, all that kind of stuff, in addition to their blog posts. Social media
0: and tweets and all
2: kinds of stuff, right? Right,
3: right. Uh, So, so when you say that we customized all of these things in WordPress, you mean what you really mean is you, you single-handedly, you know, customized WordPress um, to be extremely usable.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should clarify because, I mean, there's a lot of listeners. There millions, billions, <laughs> and
0: 19 billion, billion 19 I think, billion listeners, and it is
1: possible that when you say WordPress, they have no clue what you're talking about. So Word, just define, Word.
2: yeah, just define what WordPress is, just in case. What is WordPress? WordPress is a content management system, and it's a way for people to interact with a website in a friendly way to to edit content, to create, post articles. That kind
1: of thing a tool for making a website which you altered and customized
0: so we build a lot of websites in um, wordpress and we do that a lot for our clients but there's a standardization kind of to that um, you do certain things the same way each time and and it creates great outcomes for the clients um, and we explore in each project that we do ways that we can do something a little differently but when we do something for ourselves it gives us this kind of playground to really crack things open and do things in a different way that we can then apply different parts of what we learn to, to different of our projects that we do for clients I mean how much of what you've done in WordPress David do you think that you could apply into future client projects
2: every single bit of it yeah I guarantee yeah. it yeah uh, not not always in the same way but pretty much everything I did I think could be applied directly to client work uh, and not just not just in WordPress specifically but also in uh, the style and design of like, it's completely responsive and that, that's a big element, um, and, and that's part of what makes it so great. And uh,
0: responsive for our billions of listeners?
2: <laughs> a responsive website is a website that not only uh, sizes to every, basically every possible browser or iPhone or whatever will, the content will be fitted to the device. So if you're looking at an iPhone, you're looking at the same content, it's just displayed in a different way. Uh, And the same is true with browsers. Uh, You know, a lot lot of times it'll be like a percentage of the width, um, but it's not just that. It's a combination of different things to make it perfect for each viewing experience. Yeah,
0: so the content rearranges itself based on whatever device you're using. If you're using a phone or a tablet or a laptop or a desktop, so that it's always optimized to that experience. It might appear to
1: you as a beautiful woman. (laughs) (laughs) Or a flower. Yeah.
3: Well, when it's when it's done correctly, um, you almost don't even notice it when it's done well, which is which is the point. Um, you just notice that you can find the content you need if you're looking at your phone or if you're looking on a tablet or whatever. But when it's done badly, you notice it. You yeah. definitely notice it.
0: So it doesn't feel like a mobile version of the website. It just feels like the website, and right. it's just easy to interact with. Um, yeah, so, so, I mean, David can talk for days I'm sure about the technical achievements within the WordPress but each of them were, were driven by a business requirement or strategic requirement so it's not like David's in there you know being the mad scientist of WordPress without he's trying to achieve something that we as a group decided was important I mean
2: let's be honest this really was about me and not about <laughs> <rep>. <laughs> yeah this is about me being a mad
1: scientist exactly. that's
0: all this really was about yeah so we're done here
1: yeah, it definitely is. So basically, what you have in the end is the rest of us that work there can go in and change stuff, like our our page on there, and it's it's very easy and very intuitive. And um, like if you want to go in there, because we have a we have a rev and flow blog, and it's very easy to go in and write. And uh, therefore, it's exciting actually that I'll be able to I'll have like a nice easy outlet to go um, make you know write things. About you, you know, whatever
0: whatever. these meetings and we talk about what's important to us and what's important to the people that we work with. And we always come down to the people that we work with, the good clients, they trust us. They trust us to be their team. We're going to help them solve problems. We're going to come up with ideas. We're going to execute for them. We're going to deliver. And they trust us. The way you build trust with somebody is you get to know them. Well, the way we used to that all of our clients came to us is they would get to know me. They'd hear the brand rev and flow. They'd get to know me. And then I'd bring them in, and then over time, they'd get to know the more of our crew. But we thought, you know, the faster that they can get to know the real people with Inside Revenue Flow, the better off everybody will be. They will be, we will be, they can make better decisions, we can, you know. So Facebook has helped for that. You know, if our personality comes out in Facebook. We wanted it to be integrated into our website. So now you can go and, and not just find a video of me talking and, reference of my resume and how that lends credibility to Rev and Flow, but all nine of us have that same experience. We have our favorite, whether it's our favorite albums, our education history, our work history, we have um, blog posts we've done. I mean, you and Micah, on the video page, for example, there's a picture that, of one of the main kind of pictures and pieces of content is talking about the love of story, and it's a picture of you and Micah winning the uh, Best Story Award for, what what was that? It was uh,
1: the Winchester the Skyline Indie Film Festival thing. Tell us
0: about what you won.
1: Uh, We won, what was a film festival, and we had a short film that played in it that uh, we got the award for best story, which was cool, because that's the only part that I actually care about, so that was a cool award. (laughs) Well,
0: that's not the only part you care
1: about. That's the the only part I care about, (laughs) damn it. That's our first curse word. I don't know. I'll tell, tell new one. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> Just wait wait, wait. wait till you hear the curses we got coming in your way next season.
0: Um, so, you know, the fact that Micah and Chris are excellent storytellers and are passionate about story is part of our business process. So the fact that that was lost in our marketing is a real absence in that. Um, the fact that people, you know, again they, they get to know me but the fact that I don't, I'm don't, i not a videographer I, mean, I don't make movies and and I'm telling them that I'm going to provide them services in videography and movie making and they're thinking okay that's fine who do you know that can do this and so instead of it being the, well it's the corporate brand of Rev and flow can do that for you it's like no let's just be honest and say it's Chris and Micah that can do that you know same with David with his wordpress mad scientist skills you know it's David that can solve this problem. Right. But if someone were to say who can like Lift the most
1: weight, That'd be and hard. The, That'd be yeah, hard. that would be kind of difficult. And we get that question all we from do. like
0: every client. We do. It's hard, really, to work for anybody without having to address that issue. Right. They
1: start most most of the time. You meet with the client. They start off. They're like, oh no, 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 let me stop you right there. Who in your office had, can max out at the highest number?"
0: Well, they ask two questions. They say, "How do you demonstrate the return on investment?" <laughs> and who can squat the most poundage? Right.
1: <laughs> and then we, and then we were like, "Oh."
0: Well, well, we have huh. no idea about the return on investment piece, <laughs> yeah. but as far as squatting, okay. So, what have y'all blogged about so far on the site?
2: Uh, I, I blogged about font icons. It was kind of a technical uh, thing, for, mostly for developers and designers. Uh, of course, not all of our posts will be technical, uh, but I just I just felt like that was a good place for me to start.
3: Um, I blogged about. I mean, so far, I've only blogged about blogging. <laughs> what is Whoa. a blog really about? A blog know?
0: within a blog? <laughs> within a blog? You should tweet about that, too. <laughs> uh,
3: I've only had one blog post. It was about sort of my role at Red and Flow and how I've sort of moved around a bit um, and sort of diversified my the skills I've gained, that sort of thing. But.
1: I blogged about Disney's Frozen. I actually did. I blogged about an interview with the screenwriter, um, and uh, how I, the thing is, actually, probably a lot of my blog posts will be about how I keep this little journal of uh, on my Google Docs about whenever I hear good advice about storytelling or screenwriting. And uh, I took a, a lot away from an interview with her about uh, using characters and deciding who they are at the beginning of a story and who they are at the end of a story, and letting that. Direct the events of your story, which is something I'd never heard of before.
0: You know, see, that's an example of what I was talking about earlier, where <clears throat> it, to the extent that we can translate the the passion for character development, storytelling, narrative arc, all the things that go into kind of you know fictional st- storytelling, in the, in the, whether it's in the medium of uh, movie making or if it's you know writing short stories or whatever it is, in those fictional realms, it's those same passions of storytelling that are applicable to making good videos about organizations because you find kind of what's at the heart of what's behind to be communicated you develop a narrative throughout the, the video it ha- seems to have a narrative arc it comes to some type of resolution in what some way it, it builds character and by building character we mean you know pulling back the curtain and creating an authentic connection because if you're if you're a, if you're a doctor for example of some kind well people are choosing between you and another doctor they need to build a level of trust with you before they're even going to come in and talk to you so to the extent that you guys can reveal that character in other words just communicate who that person is is the extent that people can um, connect with them online so we've really embraced with this website I believe that all of our individual passions are at the core of why we love working at Rev and Flow so much is because we're applying all those passions in what we do, and we need to not just um, internally appreciate that those things are the same, but then kind of present them as separate externally. We need to embrace that they're the same. Right. I think
1: that for all of us, I think it's just the culture of, of what we're growing at RevanFlow, that we're all the kind of people that the idea of, of having a blog that's on our company website where we talk about personal interests that are quote-unquote outside of work I think for most of us, more often than not, those are going to be subjects and themes that completely directly relate to what we do at work. It's just because of the kind of people that we are. I mean, our, our, we're. I feel like we're all over there doing something that we like to do and we care about. So it's like, you know, it's not as if there isn't, There's. I feel like there's always going to be some connection between whatever you're going to be blogging about that connects to what you do at work and is completely irrelevant because this is the kind of organization we have.
0: And to be clear, I mean, there's nothing revolutionary about having a blog on your so that's not the you point. You told me there was. I know, I'm sorry, I lied. Um, I just wanted you to buy in. <laughs> but but what we're doing, we believe, differently from what we were doing in the past is just, you know, we tell our clients all the time to be as authentic as possible. That all your marketing what mark what effective marketing is, is literally just pulling back the curtain and being as as authentic and real as you can be. And um and, and not like, oh, let's come up with a scheme or a, a theme and let's try to like uh, you know, push that out there as some kind of, you know, trick or something. It's just let's be ourselves and if, if we're funny, let's be funny if we're if we're, you know, kind of eggheadish, let's be eggheadish, let's just be ourselves because there's gonna be people that, the same people that will be attracted to you when they sit across the table and talk to you are the people that should be attracted to you in your marketing because they know what they're expecting when they come in, they're gonna be like, I'm in the right place, this is this is great. So that's all we're trying to do is be as much ourselves as we can possibly be. First we did it to our environment when we brought in the musical instruments and you know, the, changed the nature of our environment to reflect who we are. Now we're doing it with all of our marketing.
1: What if we're, what if we're egg-shaped?
0: That's different. Well, a plant-shaped. Weebles uh, wobble, but they don't fall down. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Robin. He is right about that. I will say that. Now, in terms of um, taking the technology uh, WordPress to new levels to, to do some of this stuff, so here we have this strategic agenda of being ourselves, right? So how do you turn that into design requirements and, and technical requirements and all that stuff? Well. We met about it, workshopped it, worked on it. Uh, Chris and Micah did all kinds of interesting designs. Uh, it was a very iterative process, very creative process.
3: We're gonna have a montage of it soon up on our website. Don't worry.
0: Yes, and then um, we're gonna have an
1: Eagles song playing over the montage. I'm just—I put that out just now. Sorry,
0: guys. I'm in. Sounds good. Desperado maybe. Yes. <laughs> um, David, you've been out by those fences so long now that. When, you, uh, when we turned these business requirements, strategic requirements into technical requirements, we really didn't turn them into requirements. We just said, David, can you make this happen? In this world all alone. So we had all kinds of challenges that we put before you in terms of uh, revenue flow. So, what's it like as a developer to, I mean, is, do you like, would you rather be handed kind of, here's exactly what you need to achieve? in most cases, or, or do you like the kind of freedom to design and develop and challenge as you go, or is it just Rev and Flow, or that's good? Or talk, talk about that. Oh yeah.
2: Um, I definitely like the freedom uh, of being able to choose kind of what the best approach is. Uh, Cause part of it, part of it is actually, it, it was a challenge for me to decide what is most user friendly. Um, and I, I think I've grown to like that aspect of it. Uh, because, you know, uh, early on with my development, I thought less about that and more about actually how to do it or how, how I could make, make something work. But now I'm starting to think about how I can make it work for the client, how I can make it as easy as possible for them to change while accomplishing the goal and still being malleable. and.
0: So, no, other no, uh, words, as easy as possible for the client to change some content on their website themselves. Right, right. Right, and as easy as possible for the user, the, the, like the visitor of the website, to mm-hmm. navigate through and understand what it looks like. That, too, for. yes.
2: Yeah. I think um, a lot of that was more, so the, the front end of it, I think, was more so handled by Chris and Micah, you know, doing the designs, yeah. at, the, at the group talking about, talking through it. Uh, but then again, the the way we connect everything, like how we connect testimonials into our like uh, markets pages, I think that's that's really cool, and that's that's something that required the technical aspect of it to accomplish. Absolutely. If
0: you think about it, usability has moved from just being used to you know usability is just about the visitor of the website and how they would use it, and then there's the just technical administrative side. Now usability is so fluid through the whole thing, like. There's the visitor who comes to the website, then there's the visitor who comes to the website and is logged in and can flip it over and edit the content on that website. So how usable is that? So, you know, Micah and Chris are designing what are being translated by you. They're they're designing something that looks beautiful. You're turning that into a template so that I can go in and add new content and make selections and press buttons and make choices and therefore create something that looks like something they would design, yet doing it on the fly uh, while creating content, right?
2: Right, right.
0: Yeah, so that usability paradigm has really changed, I think, with um, where it's not just the visitor of the website, it's also the administrators of the website. Everything needs to be really usable. Yeah. You know, I need to be, turn it into something that looks like it got created in Photoshop. You know? And
3: there's an increasing uh, need for um, defining the behavior of the site, so not just the way it looks in Photoshop, um, which used to be the case. How does it look? On this page, now how does it look on this page? But like the actual um, feedback it gives the user, so it gets into things that are hard to actually um, simply define in visually without. Understanding them. Well, yeah, it
0: has to have interactive components. Like in other words, when you hover over this, what does it do? Does it tell you something that then determines your next action? Right. If you click on something, how does it tell you that you've clicked on it and therefore give you feedback? Yeah. So there's interactive components that are basically more designed. It's than not even just design. Developed. It's psychology.
1: There's it's like psychology, psychology yeah. right? right. Like, is this website looking back at me?
0: Right. <laughs> and then am I looking back <laughs> at it again?
2: I tried to make the artificial intelligence for our website as complex as possible while still being Somewhat realistic, you
1: know, and that's exactly um, why it uh, the other day turned into a bunch
0: of terminators and tried to attack us. Yes. So I'm bouncing around here, but not only is there you know this kind of uh, usability as far as um, interactive usability, there's the design, how good it looks, there's making it usable for the administrator to edit content, but all this is done um, in the context of what we decide is strategically appropriate. I mean. For example, we decided that we were going to have our service. We were going to have basically just three core things in the navigation: a section about us, a section about our services, and a section about our markets, meaning you know medical, legal, uh, you know government, education, what the different kind of um, areas in which we serve. And that was a very important strategic decision that drove everything beyond that. So then it was about organizing content in that paradigm from then on. So. When you go to the medical page, it's information about medical marketing, it's uh, videos about medical marketing, it's um, case studies about medical marketing, it's a list of our medical clients, it's it's all, so we so we had to, from a business standpoint, we had to be a little bit bold in saying, because people are always want to say, well, I don't want to call out medical specifically because I might scare off everybody else. We have to be bold and say, no, you know, there's a certain amount of areas, even though there's, a, I mean, there's six of them, there's a lot of them, so. But this is what we do. This is what we focus on. So we have to be bold and say we're willing to go after these types of clients because that's where where we excel. And not say well, because because people always say well, you know, how can it be really good but completely non-specific and nondescript? And you're like, you know, nothing is good that's non-specific. Everything that's good is specific in some way. Definitely, that's what makes that's it good.
1: That's a good way to, to decipher like things that there are often things that, you know. Everything's in place. Everything's in place, and everything's where you know it looks and sounds and smells like what it's supposed to be. Like you know, if it's like some bland Hollywood movie, or if it, or if it's a website, and it's just like, but it doesn't actually mean anything to you. You know, and like that's what that's about. If
0: you start ripping apart a movie script, saying, "Well, that could be offensive to this yeah. crowd. and That won't sell well with the teenagers. And that's not going to be good with it." And you try to please everybody, you're going right, to end up yeah. with crap. You end up with nothing. Yeah.
3: You know?
1: A movie that people will watch, and then. Two hours, not remember what they watched. You know, We're a website, whatever. It just doesn't. It doesn't stick. You know, and there's often I've seen websites or whatever. I'm like, oh, oh my god, god, this is the coolest website ever. And then I'm like, within ten minutes, I forget I saw that website. You know, because it wasn't. It was just a. It wasn't personal in that way. It didn't have a give soul. A, I guess. Give
3: us an example of one of those websites.
1: AOL.com,
0: I'm <laughs> Did you get a lot of free hours? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what it comes down to is. You know you can have cool design you can have uh cool kind of um, interface interactivity you can have all the stuff that you need to have to have an excellent website and you can still be missing the soul it's like you know I, I, we relate a lot of things to movies i mean you can have great cinematography you can have great you know um acting you can have all the stuff that seems great but if there's not soul in the story if there's not um, something in the story that makes it ultimately important or, or relatable—you—you're gonna—you're going to have nothing, you know. So, this, these websites that seem, really, like everything's done really well, yet you don't care about it at all, are lacking that human component. And and I, at least all of our clients, and the, you know, we don't really work as much with clients that sell products, you know. But all of our clients, it comes down to the human component. At the bottom of marketing, in the middle of marketing, however you want to describe it, when you scrape everything away, there's a person on the other side that's offering some service. They're very good at it, they're passionate about it. And if you need their help, we really just want to help those two people connect and meet up and you know solve each other's problems. You know, that's what it's all about. So to the extent that we can make it very personal, um, without delegitimizing the, the kind of professionalism of the service is the extent that we win and everything else, everything David achieved, everything Chris and Micah achieved in the design has to all be about making that happen. So I guess the point here is that we wanted to first of all share with you guys that we have something that we're very proud of. It's the new Rev and Flow website and and I was hoping, you know, this conversation gets to the core of what we try to do and what we're doing. I mean and everything we talk about on this podcast it has to do with, you know, the reason why we gather together in a village and in downtowns and urban revitalization, all this stuff, the reason why we're in the business we're in, the reason why we run the company that we run, it's all about mixing our personal lives with our working lives where we don't see a difference between the two. We're ourselves all day long and we don't want to like kind of be ourselves on the weekend and then go dress up and play some game during the week and you know we realized that we wanted to bring the same attitude and, and perspective to our our website and to our marketing that we want to be us and we want people to feel that and see that and and we just want people to um when they're on our website or they're in our office or they're meeting with us they we want people to say you know what this is like hanging out at the lake or at millstone pizza it's just just good people who do good work and do their best and that's what we want to be so we hope that will affect um could potentially affect your marketing but but just think about that as far as anybody um, functioning in this kind of new economy. I think that's the way things are moving. So I hope we're uh, uh, indicative of that. So anyway, I guess we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you.